What's going on, Bulls Nation? Welcome in to the CHGO Bulls Podcast presented to you by PointsBat. Don't forget that promo code CHGO when you sign up to live your bet life. life. Look at that. Right back in the mix. I'm Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. Sitting next to me is my guy, Will the Goat Godley. He's on Twitter at Won't Godley. We are CHGO underscore Bulls on Twitter. We got our producer and our pal Joey hanging out with us today. Per usual, our guy Big Dave is off today. Um, lots to get to and plenty of fun things to discuss today. We're going to talk about the Bulls and Clutch Sports and Io DeSumo rocking the big announcement of the new Jersey partnership deal with Motorola. Goodbye, Zenny Optical. Uh, ESPN and CBS Sports are dropping their top 100 NBA players list for this season. We'll talk about which Bulls players showed up on that list and where. And then rounding things out, we got Bleacher Report people still making crazy trade hypotheticals. Love well, fake trades. They never stop. Wait, those were those were recent? Yeah. Yesterday. I literally Fresh. thought those were from like two months ago when that when they probably when those, should have yeah out. when those were relevant when i made those and, fake and trades still wouldn't have <laughs> right. made sense probably is it just me or were we talking about deandre ayton and or kevin durant trades to the bulls like in may it was June? like it was like right before the fourth of july it was like at that like that i'm i never, thought this was a I'm joke i'm never ready to revisit. stop talking about fake trades so clearly it took all of my willpower not to put the picture of kd <laughs> in the in the coach jersey on with the screenshot People, Bulls fans love that picture, though, Joey. I know. Absolutely love it. They'll be, they'll be linking KD to the Bulls when he's 60 years old. I'm sure. Um, you know what else? The Bulls White Sox hat, too. Oh, Can't my forget God. about the White Sox hat. Um, pour one out. I apologize and send my heart and love to every White Sox fan friend out there dealing with that loss to the Guardians last night. Ugh. Extra innings, and then you get down big in extra innings, and then kind of come back in extra innings, and then lose, and... I mean, mathematically, they're not out yet, but I it is only, all but over for those poor White Sox. I can only manage to watch one Jerry Reinsdorf team. I, I can't do <laughs> Dude, the White Sox. Dude, I, I do feel for those Bulls slash Sox fans out there. It's a hard life. Shout out, Dave. Shout out to our friend Buzz from Bulls and Sox on tap. Uh, we're giving away some Bulls tickets, Will. Let's, let's uh, quickly cover that before we get into today's topics. Bulls have preseason games at home coming up in the first month of October. And look at this. We got Bulls Nuggets. It's an all-city showdown in the preseason. You out there listening, DNVR Nuggets crew? We're going to beat your butts in the preseason. <laughs> but we are giving away two preseason tickets for Bulls Nuggets action Friday, October 7th at 7 p.m. Central Time. That's the tip-off. All you got to do, real simple, and we're going to tweet out this graphic with the instructions, probably as we speak, uh, our social media director, Casey, is doing this. Like and retweet that tweet with this graphic for the giveaway. Follow us at chgo underscore bulls, and you will be entered to win two free tickets to Bulls Nuggets October 7th. And I thought about say, just taking these tickets for myself, but... Yeah, I was kind of surprised you didn't want to do that. Uh, you know, we got we to we show love to the people. He DM'd our, our chat with Dave. And he's like, should we take these tickets and tell people to come say hi, or should we give them away? And I was like, you guys should absolutely use the tickets. You have free tickets. Go, go use them. But well, we, we do sometimes. Out of, out of the kindness of your heart. That's how kind giveaway. we are. And, and there will be plenty of opportunities for, for Dave and I to go hang out at the UC with our fellow Bulls fans this season. But we wanted to get the season rolling by just giving things for free. Very nice of you. But I will be there, so you can come say hi to me. Uh, whoever the winner is, I'll, I'll come say what's up. There you go. And thank you, to Casey, for the update in our comments. That giveaway is officially live. Go find it on the CHGO Sports Twitter account. Like, retweet, follow us, CHGO underscore Bulls, and you will be entered to win those two free tickets to Bulls Nuggets preseason action. So close. We're getting so close, Will. We're like two weeks away. Media day is less than a week away. I, can't, I cannot believe it. It's, this summer, the, the NBA season just kind of like doesn't stop. Mm. But this last month has been really the slowest one there is. Yep. I cannot believe how quickly it went. I thought we were going to be like dragging on, not knowing what to talk about. It's, no. We're back. I, I've been dragging my feet, accepting my fate that summer is coming to a close and that we're on the precipice of a fresh bowl season because you know I love me my summers. But now I'm ready. Got the Burks on. Burks are still here. And as I walked outside today, I was like, it should have been a tank top day. It is hot. It is hot. Holy moly, it's, it's hot. It is not great. <laughs> Daddy Fish, done. I'm the first. Did I win? You got to find out. You got to wait to find out. We're going to give people at least a couple of days to enter into this giveaway. Uh, I think what we're going to do is we're going to announce it on our live show on Monday, 
which we're tentatively scheduling for after Media Day concludes. This Monday, September 26th, is Bulls Media Day from 2 to 4 p.m. Central Chicago time. So what we're going to hopefully do is do a show probably around 5 o'clock that Monday, and we'll announce the winner of our ticket giveaway on that show. So be sure to tune back in This is like a, a good ticket, too, uh, for a preseason game, especially. Like, Jokic is one of the players I would most want to go and see in the entire NBA, and it's like a Western Conference team. Right. They're not in Chicago all the time. I think they played in Chicago, like, once last year towards the beginning yeah, of the season. Mm-hmm. So, like that, you know, there's just a little bit – extra incentive go go see the two-time reigning mvp and not only that i mean this is a real contender yeah i, think. I mean jamal murray I, michael porter jr are back they've got aaron gordon right they got bones they, bones they island baby uh, i love that they brought in bruce brown like they're a legit contender in the western conference they are i think they so many people have been talking about them in that way for the last couple of months of the offseason that you can't even really consider them a dark horse anymore because no, that's how much love the Nuggets are getting coming into this season. It's like Warriors, Nuggets, Clippers, maybe Suns in there too. I mean, the mm-hmm. West is – we talk about how stacked the East is all the yeah. time. Oh, West is – West be stacked. Just I was loaded. just listening on my way to the office today, uh, the most recent low post, where Zach Lowe was talking to some Kings reporter about, like, Kings might be a sneaky team in the West. It's like, what? The are there really that man. many good teams? That's what the play-in does to us. It does. Uh Adam said he was at the Nuggets uh, road game where the Let's Go Bulls chant broke out. That's awesome. One of the best games of the year. Oh, yeah. So much for those DNVR Nuggets takeovers that they do at those Nuggets games, right? No, yeah, Bulls we- fans take over everywhere we go. That that needs to happen again this year, especially now that that was before CHGO. So we need to replicate that in the CHGO era. True story. Um. Let's talk about this uh, news that dropped earlier this week. The Bulls make an announcement that their new partnership um, for their logo jersey patches, Motorola. Joey, do we have that video that uh, the Bulls dropped on their social that we could take a look at? Because it's uh, for a video announcing a new business deal, gets you hyped. I just want all the Io Desumu content that right? I can possibly consume. Io just makes look everything cooler. Hello, Moto. Hello, Moto. Oh! I love everything about that. Io Moto. Goodness gracious. I, I got to say, I didn't even know that was still a company. Motorola was still around. I just feel like I haven't heard about them in a while. But Seriously? I mean. They're like one of the biggest they, no, tech knew, companies in the around, world. I just haven't, haven't seen one of the commercials in a while. Haven't, you know, haven't thought of them. So I was also looking at it and I was like, people were commenting on the tweet, on the tweet like they look a lot like the Padres uniforms because the Padres are also sponsored by Motorola, but their, their patch is like a lot bigger. Mm-hmm. And that was my thought too, like. What an interesting company to have two jersey patch sponsorships across both leagues, Motorola. Because I just, they're just not, they, I, mean, I just pro- don't think they're being talked about like that right now. But not that Matt is, you're right. They are a big company. It's just like, they're not, they're not at the forefront of my mind when I'm like, what company would be sponsoring both the Bulls and the Padres? Just, just an interesting observation well, for you. Apple can't slap their name and logo on everything, Joey. You, I knew Apple slander was you, coming. You, you Gen Z goofball. Um, no, Motorola is massive. Massive worldwide company. Also, I have been a Motorola phone guy for forever. They recently discontinued <laughs> the Moto Z2 Force that I just kept getting and getting because it was great and great and great, and I'm mad at them for discontinuing it. I got a Samsung right now, and I hate the damn thing. Yeah, I want there? Moto to bring back my phone that I love so much. How's Motorola stock doing after the partnership was announced? It's it's, oh, it's got to be soaring. It's down a little, it looked like, but it was it seemed like it's repo. I don't know. I'm not a stock guy. Uh, <laughs> Saw me looking at we, it. We also just have to mention, aesthetically speaking, how much better these Motorola patches are than the old Zenny ones. And shout out to my guy, John Sabine, my outsider's pal, who hated those Zenny patches with the passion of a thousand burning suns, and rightfully so. The weird, like, baby blue completely clashed with the Bulls colors. But these moto patches are just black on white or white on black, and they match the white home jerseys and the red road jerseys. They're very sleek. And the other thing I like about it is in the press release, 
It says Motorola's iconic Batwing logo will be sewn across the left chest, and you have to you have to love that for Demar Derozan, like the biggest Batman fan. That I didn't even make that connection. I just read that also and thought I never know that I never knew that that's what Motorola called their logo. Is I love they it. called it the Batwing. But you're totally right. It's super clean and sleek. And does anyone was just like very clumpy. Yeah. I didn't love it. It just looked so out of place. It looked like they had a little, a matching blue stain up in the top shoulder. I feel like that's why they did the light blue jerseys. Think so? Just because it's just many. have that blend in. Didn't love those. <laughs> Joey, do we have those like close up images of how they look uh, on that like shoulder part of the Bulls jerseys? Because uh, I think they look just really clean. They're not intrusive in any way. I think they are great. And, uh, also, again, great choice uh, to have Io be the guy to announce this new business deal. Look at that. It's fine. Kind of does look like a Batwing, like a Batman logo. Yeah, you can see it after you, after you hear about it. Yeah. The I thing- sort of wish it was just there. It was just a black M with no Not circle. Not like the circle? Just because I think the, it's kind of big. Just it's yeah. little, Like the Zenny one was a little more like low-key, I think. It, you know, raw PNG. Yeah. To use some of the, uh, the Photoshop terms. artist has Correct. has comments. <laughs> uh, the thing about it that I thought, look at that. From I, the, but I think they look great. I, yeah, I do like that they have like the opposite mismatch colors. Yeah, right. I like that too. I think that looks really cool. Uh, the thing about it, the press release that I thought was interesting was the last line, which just casually drops: "The Bulls partnered with Clutch Sports Group on the sale of this jersey patch." Hmm, that's pretty interesting. How about that? That's pretty interesting. The Bulls have two players represented by Clutch Sports, unless I'm forgetting any. Zach Levine and Lonzo Ball. Uh, Zach making the switch to Clutch, uh, you know, la- before last season. Uh, do we think that is significant in any particular way? So the Bulls-Clutch partnership is definitely growing. Last year they actually had five Clutch guys. Tristan Thompson, Troy Brown Jr., in addition to Zach Lonzo, and then on the Windy City Bulls, Scotty Lewis okay. is a Clutch guy. Yeah. You know, the Bulls during the Garpax era worked very heavily with uh, Bartlestein and Mark that, Bartlestein, that, uh, Priority, agency, Sports. Priority Sports. Highland Park um, alumni. The, uh, the Clutch Sports Group is really interesting. It's very, very like mythical. Uh, you know, you don't really know much about it, but it is a very powerful group, and those guys do love to play together. Zach changed agencies to Clutch, I think, before last season. Lonzo's obviously a big Clutch guy. And so. You know, they brought in Tristan last year. Maybe some of those, like, partnerships, relationships are starting to build a little bit more. And I like that AK and Eversley are kind of fostering that relationship to hopefully get some more of those guys in. Because I think a big thing for Clutch, and I actually talked to Tristan Thompson a little bit about this. Maybe I'll uh, write up a story about it. But, yeah, exactly. Uh, He just kind of talked a lot about, like, how it's more of a brotherhood and, you know, family than any other agency. Those guys work out together in the off-seasons. They want to play together. And there are a lot of good players who are clutch. So yeah. What, what team do you think would be more suited? We always hear like, oh, the clutch of the East because the Lakers are clearly like the West counterpart. That's, that's obvious. Yeah. So they're not going to launch another one and, and start pulling all their players you know, to compete with the Lakers. But if there's going to be a clutch in the East, I, the only other team I would say would be Miami because of the destination. But I don't think... Miami plays into that because of like the Pat Riley and the history and their yeah, culture. And it's not, like, I mean, it's not the Knicks; they're CA. Well, yeah, right. Well, the Knicks, uh, I, I guess, I forgot about. But the Nets are just like a, a wild card. Although they do have Ben Simmons, and, and Jimmy's not a clutch guy, is he? No. Yeah, I didn't think so. So it's interesting. Something to keep an eye on. I love to like mess around with these like NBA conspiracy theories. It's probably nothing, especially because they went down in clutch clients right. over this year, but. I do think like but they, working with Rich Paul and that agency and like signing those players, giving I think like giving Tristan Thompson part of the biennial exception last year was a move. Yeah. I, a strategic I like move not in helping on the basketball court, but in the you know, in the boardroom, so to speak. Exactly. Yeah. Like yeah, we don't have to talk about the the uh biannual exception here but i do think it's it's nice that they're do we have to, to talk about the that, uh, the twin towers of vooch and tristan on the floor at the same time no, we have to we unfortunately talk about, about vooch and andre drummond so. oh goodness but no i think there's absolutely something to that as we've seen in recent years there's sort of been this like melding of nba front offices and executives and agents in high-powered and growing agencies that are uh, you know, trendsetters in the ways that they are client first and, and all of the new things that they are doing for their clients. And some of that sort of 
overlapping in NBA front offices, which didn't really used to be the case. As recently as like a decade ago, you weren't getting clients uh, of, of these big name agencies and these popular agencies of, among the players. You're not getting them uh, like having deals with these teams, these organizations where they're like working together. And considering the clutches fastest growing and maybe already their most popular agency among all of the NBA players, who do they want to be represented by? If you took a straw poll among NBA players, what percentage do you think would ask, like, if I had it my way, who would, who would represent me? Clutch probably wins that poll by a lot, right? It's got to be Clutch. And I think a lot of that just has to do with the fact that they are, like, very player forward. They, they like, take care of their players in a way that I think some of these bigger, bigger organizations, bigger agencies are more obviously, like, about the, the power of the company. So I think they really like that. And that's why the brotherhood aspect of it is so real. These guys want to play together and... Yeah, I mean, like I said, they went down in clutch clients this year, so it's obviously not like they're just accumulating these guys. But this has happened in the forward. Like we mentioned Priority Sports. Like the Bulls did work with Bartlestein. You know, he's a Chicago a lot, a Chicago guy. But it seemed more like they were doing favors for Priority than vice versa. Yeah. And it does go both ways. Uh, you know, they're never like quid pro quo. Quid quid. Quid pro quid quo. P- pro that is a quo. really tough yeah, one you, for me. You for stumbled some me up too. That was hard. I'm proud um, of both of you guys. <laughs> thank you. But uh, perseverance. Yeah, it's good. To, it's good to be working with them and see that the relationship is still going on even after some of these guys left. Yeah, um, I, th- I think it only means good things, uh, and quid especially the fact quo. that there it is. Uh, that the Bulls, as a organization, were okay with making it known that Clutch is getting a bigger foot in the door of how the Bulls run their business signifies a a change to me also. Because to me, that goes against the grain of how very, let's just kindly call it old-fashioned, the Bulls as a company have run over the course of the Reinsdorf ownership. They do things their way. They do things with a very small group of people, in all in a room building. where they're all we, we all trust and one, and know one another, very old fashioned. This to me seems like a very future facing kind of move that is unlike the Bulls of old in a very good way. Yeah, it was like one of the big things that stood out outside of the basketball court that this is a different organization. This is being run by different people, and I wonder, like, is it Eversley who's got that connections? He's like the relationships guy. Uh, I don't really think because you know before he started working in front offices, he worked for Nike and had a lot of relationships with players. It could be, it could be Mark. It could be. Um, yeah, I don't know about that, but it's it's definitely interesting. AK brings up a good point. Just throwing it out there. Atlanta is another good destination. Dejounte and Trey are both clutch clients, and so Ooh. well. So if there's going to be a, an East team that's right. clutch, and, and Atlanta, if it's not Atlanta's the Bulls, a, Atlanta's like a fun. You know, I could see it. I could see it being that too. But yeah. Remains to be Plus, seen. you know what Atlanta has is that NBA uh, TNT studio, right? Isn't that where yeah, they do their Turner, shows from? Turner, Turner yeah, Sports Turner, yeah. down in Atlanta. Yes, my former employer. Mm. I what I did, did you ever uh, make an appearance with uh, Chuck and Jack and and Kenny no, and, and those guys? I did not. They never had the goat on inside the NBA. They never had that's the just on. that's just a wasted opportunity a on their part. It's a real shame. It is a shame. Uh, All right, coming up next, we're going to talk about these top 100 NBA player rankings that both ESPN and CBS Sports have been dropping. Um, I think ESPN just released their 26 through 11 segment today, so we've got a 1 through 11 on the 100 through 11 on ESPN's list. Pretty sure CBS dropped their entire 100 list uh, all at once. So we'll look at that and where the Bulls players uh, ended up on those lists. But first, today's episode brought to you guys by PointsBet, which is bringing you a better way to bet live on games. You can place a live same-game parlay, bet on the next drive to be a touchdown, and cash out on your live second-half overbet. With PointsBet, you have access to more live football markets than ever before. Build the perfect live same-game parlay by combining your favorite bets anytime during the game. You can do spreads, totals, player props, and more. And choose the outcome of the very next drive, the current drive, and next points with points bet lightning bets, which are a lot of fun. So whether you are on the move or on your couch, do it live on points bet. I had a rough Monday night football because I took Cody's advice. Shame on you one more time, Cody. Not going to let him live that one down. I will not. For the rest of time, 
but I'm ready to get back on the horse. Thursday night, got an AFC North just just angry bowl between Steelers and uh, and Cleveland Browns. I'll, I'm gonna find some fun things to bet on that game. Maybe the under. Maybe 30, the under. And a half, I think. Maybe if Maybe I can, under. can I find Mitch Trubisky interceptions over under? We know about that. <laughs> Download the points bet app today and sign up with that promo code CHGO to get your first two risk free bets up to $2,000. If someone you know has a gambling problem, wants help, call 1 800 Gambler for crisis counseling and referral services. Boom! There you know what time nothing, it is? There's nothing better than betting on games when you're actually there. Would you agree with that? Uh, going to a baseball game and watching and just like praying for a home run. Or if you made like an anytime home run bet or anytime, something, anytime home I don't run. think I could handle that. It's I'm stressed so out enough watching fun. it from my couch. If I were at the game hoping for the outcome of a bet that I placed, I might. I, your, I'd like throw I, your hat. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, it wouldn't be safe for me to be in public in those circumstances. Live betting at the game is dangerous. It's, Why do you say that? It's dangerous. It's just like oh, like. Is this pitch going to be a strike? Oh, it was a ball. Double down. Do it again. Like, it's just like, it's... Well, if you want to live your life on the edge and risk it all, betting live at a game, you should get tickets from Game Time. What time? Game Time! Who? Game That's time. right. Will's reading an ad, y'all. I'm reading an ad, and that was not a bad segue. That was pretty good. It wasn't as good as you. But I didn't even I'm, think it was an ad. I didn't even think it was an ad. Uh, game Time is the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sporting events, concerts, and shows. Ever dreamed of sitting in a seat you thought you never could? The 50-yard line, courtside, behind home plate? It is possible all with the GameTime app. It is the biggest last-minute price drops that can be found anywhere online. You will not find a better deal. Maybe you're going to the Texans-Bears game after our tailgate this weekend. Ooh. Find your tickets on GameTime. It's the guaranteed lowest price. So if you love chgo i promise you you will love game time it is the best way to support us just by buying your tickets using the link in the description over 15 million people have downloaded game time and the game time app to score the best seats on tickets you should do the same boom our uh, our pals herb and sean from chgo white Sox got some last minute uh, uh game uh tickets to the Sox cleveland game last night club level seats Six bucks a piece. Unbelievable. How, I mean, how do you beat that? Guys, I, unfortunately for them, the game didn't end the way they wanted it to. But how do you beat those prices? I was just about to say, those guys had a, a tough one to show up to. But Whew, yeah. I love, I love it for the content. Yeah, indeed. Like, how great would that be if we could just use game time, like, sitting here in the fourth quarter of a game and just decide to walk, you know. And just show three up. Three-fourths of a mile down to the United Center. Show up for the fourth quarter. Maybe do our post game live there. I could very easily make that a habit. Could happen. I mean, I, I know, I know you're big time, and you're the one with the credentials, so you don't need to worry about that. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I like, I like how you said that's nothing a, to say. That's about. a flex for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we got more rankings, more and more rankings. Good news is the it is ranking season. It is ranking season, but yeah. ranking season's almost over because the real season's almost here. Okay, so we got ESPN and CBS Sports dropping their top 100 NBA player rankings over the last 48 hours or so. We've got five Bulls players, including four that made each of these lists, but five in total uh, that made appearances on these lists. So we're going to look at where they fell and what we think about it. Here it is. So ESPN's list uh, is on the left. You see Lonzo Ball coming in at 77, Vooch at 57, DeMar and Zach back-to-back, -back, both just outside the top 25 at 28 and 27. On the right side of your screen, you see CBS's rankings. Vooch at 90, so big difference there, where Vooch is on ESPN and CBS's list, respectively. Caruso sneaking in at 77. I love that. Lonzo Ball at 61, and then similar for DeMar and Zach. DeMar a little bit lower at 33, and Zach one spot higher at 26. Uh, when you look at these rankings, Will, what jumps out to you first? I would say the first one is Caruso not being in the top 100 on, on uh, ESPN's, ESPN's list. Ranking. The utter disrespect. I mean, these things come out every year, and every year we spend all this time talking about, like, is defense important? And, like, it's half the game. Yeah. How can you not have somebody who's, like, a first-team, second-team, all-defensive player in the top 100? I mean, 
It's it's a little strange. Like 77 probably was, I think, where he was for the CBS list. That's maybe a little high. Like he's around top 100, I, I think. Yeah, I mean, so when you look at like sort of like the very end of the list for ESPN, number 100, you got uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich, the Celtics Grant Williams at 99, Mitchell Robinson 98, Kevin Love at 97, Seth Curry 96, the rookie Keegan Murray 95, Brandon Clark 94. So like these aren't scrubs. D'Angelo Russell 93, Christian Wood 92. But when you see that CBS has Caruso all the way up at 77, you do kind of wonder just how much ESPN discredited defensive traits in these rankings. And the thing to to remember here is that these are like projections for next year. Mm-hmm. So maybe they like think he's going to regress or maybe they're factoring the injuries in. Um, I'm not really sure, but that was that was a strange one to me. And again, like you, you have to... Like, if you're going to say Caruso should be in here, you got to knock somebody off. Right. So I'm not sure, like, where he would fit in. I, I'd probably take him ahead of a handful of these guys. But, yeah, I mean, just the impact that he has on one end of the court basically being, like, a defensive system in and of himself. It, it was surprising to not see him on the top 100. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, another rookie name I see here is Paolo all the way at 82. Like, that's – and like you just mentioned, projections – not necessarily what they did last season, but what they're expected to do this season. And I think a lot of people are expecting Paolo to be given the ball a lot in Orlando and become the guy there. Um, Giddy here at 81, he had a really awesome rookie year. Uh, it's just it's just interesting uh, how much that uh, Caruso's credit or how much Caruso's talent was acknowledged by one of these rankings and completely ignored. Uh, I think uh, Jordan Clarkson on the ESPN list is ranked 85. I think that's a that's an interesting like case study of offense versus defense. Like I would take Caruso's defense over Clarkson's offense. Yeah, 100 times out of 100. Yes, and I think I would take Caruso's offense over Clarkson's defense. Right? I mean, sure. Clarkson is just a complete sieve. So I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's also, a little, I mean, it's like a Buddy Heald at 90, coming off a really rough shooting season. Uh, he's never really put it together in his NBA career, bouncing Lert, around and simply not a very good player. Right? Um, yeah, it's it's an interesting list, and I think that Caruso did get the short end of the stick here. Um, I see people in the comments already talking about Demar uh, and maybe him being disrespected a bit. Twenty eight in on one list or twenty seven on one list and uh, twenty and thirty three on the other. Um, and so I saw somebody, I think Laura Liu in the comments saying, how does somebody who was all NBA second team last season not get into the top 25? And this is, this is what we talk a lot about, maybe indirectly, is like what happens if DeMar is not as good as he was last year? What if he drops off 5% or 10%? Like, you know, he was certainly a top, you know, 15 player last year, um, at, at times even higher. But... Yeah, I mean, I, basically, I think they're projecting him to slip a little bit, and you know, I'm I'm always like trying to translate into what does that mean for the Bulls? That worries me. I think you know, if Demar is the 30th best player in the league next year, what does that mean for the Bulls' ceiling? I'm not really sure, but I also think like Demar was just so unbelievably good. I don't think you can. I mean, this is like a 15 or 20 spot slide, which is like half of his ranking, right? So, yeah, uh, yeah I don't know. I think that seems a little bit extreme, and just based on the fact that. You know, you kind of have to, it's like the the Warriors. You have to just, like, assume they're going to be one of the top teams in the league next year, if not the best, the favorite, because they're the champs. They're the defending champs. You have to give them that out of respect. And I think you kind of have to do the same for DeMar in terms of just how good he was last year. You probably have to bump him up a little bit more. Uh, yeah, so on ESPN's list, DeMar's there at 28, Zach at 27. Hol- Drew Holiday for Milwaukee comes in at 26. And then when you get to the, uh, you know, some of the other players, again, it's like like you just said, you got to bump somebody out. If you're upset about them and, and the fact they're not ranked higher, you got Anthony Edwards at 25, Donovan at Mitchell at 24, Bam at 23, Jalen Brown 22, Chris Paul 21, Anthony Davis 20. Here's one. Here's one that I'm like, okay, really? Bradley Beal 19. Anybody out there is welcome to take issue with that because I take issue with that. Was Bradley Beal on an All-NBA team last season? 
Yeah, he. I mean, he suffered from injury, uh, but, like, some of the other guys did too, and those guys are ranked a lot higher. I mean, Ben Simmons, which is ranked 76, which I think that's kind of hilarious that he's 76. Um, but he obviously didn't play last year. So it's just it's interesting to see, like, where injuries apply to some guys and, and where they don't. I think, again, this is just, like, projecting a bit of a slip. I would take him over Beal. Um, probably wouldn't take him over, you know, some of these other guys if – if all things, you know, were equal, and that means health. But, yeah, I, I do think he deserves to be a bit higher. I don't know that, like, Anthony Edwards is ready to be, like, competing at a top 10 level. Yeah. Uh, Drew, I, just, I love. Somebody in the comments also took issue with Anthony Edwards being ranked that high. Um, although our pal Big Dave on our episode earlier this week was talking about he, he Anthony Edwards is his pick for most improved player yeah, this upcoming that, season. that could totally happen. But the jump that he would need to make in order to get there – I mean, they had him ranked 52 last year, so that's and and he was much better than that. Um, but I think, you know, you have to at least take into consideration that a guy has already done it before. I think it's easier to expect him to perform at a level that he's already done versus a guy making like a 20 or 30 spot jump in these rankings. Uh, Dontavious in the comments saying, "I get Drew Holiday is an elite world class defender, but he is not better than Levine or DeRozan." Okay. On the defensive end, you are 100% correct. Middle or, uh, Holiday is leaps and bounds better than Zach and, uh, and DeMar. And that's why the Bucks, I think, primarily made that move to bring in Holiday. Not necessarily for his point guardsmanship, but for his elite perimeter defense that the Bucks were lacking. But then when Middleton went down, starting whatever that was in game whatever in, the, in their first round series against us, and then beyond... You saw what a lack of Middleton and more usage for Holiday did to the Bucks. The Bucks' offense, other than give the ball to Giannis and please Giannis score for us, fell apart as Holiday's offensive usage went up. Holiday has never really been that much of an offensive juggernaut, and at this stage in his career, he's far from an offensive juggernaut. So again, it just goes into how you're weighing, how much do you value defense, how much do you value offense, Clearly, with Holiday being ranked that high, they're valuing his defense. They just didn't value Alex Caruso's. Yeah, I mean, Holiday averaged 18 points per game last year, seven assists. Like, he's, he's a very good player. Shot 50% from the field over 40 on threes. Um, I'm a huge Drew Holiday fan, and he's, like, probably one of, one of the most well-rounded players in the league. So I'm not, like, super hurt by that. But, again, like, when you're going to rank Jordan Clarkson, who's just all offense— in the in the top 100, um, a guy like Demar Derozan, who's like not only all offense, right, but he's also like the offensive engine for a team that is really good. I think you really that that matters. Like that's the hardest thing to do in basketball is to be the best player on a good team and run the offense. So, how can like a team that was a playoff team, a legit playoff team? Obviously, things went a little sideways towards the end of the year, but somebody who performed at that level for you know 65, 70 games. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's a little strange. Uh, Eco Bean taking issue with the fact that Kobe White does not appear in either of these top 100 rankings. You know, there's still a chance that he appears in the ESPN top 25. The list's not done yet, so. I'm guessing no, because the only numbers that are left are the top 10. Um, you never know, Matt Thomas could find his way in there. Like Dave's not here to defend himself true. today. I do have a, uh, I no, wanted to ask people you People in the comments, I, this is one of the things, the first things I saw from the comments was somebody who's like, oh, Matt Thomas, got to be in the top 100. Generally speaking, I don't expect you guys to have like a solid answer because I think it's a hard question, but where would you rank DeMar and Levine as a duo in the NBA? Just because there are a lot of teams that have some top-heavy one-two punches. That's interesting. So, like, when you look at it and you see some of the other players who are teammates in the top 100 and towards the top of the top 100, you know, you got, like, Jimmy and Bam in Miami. Bam came in at, I think, 28, and Jimmy all the way at 10 in the CBS rankings. They were really high on Jimmy. Jimmy at 17 in the ESPN, I think, is disrespectful. Yeah, I, I mean, I would agree. And and, and CBS is... Wonder. <laughs> There he is. There he is. Spotted. Sorry. You you heard us talking about him all these all these episodes while you were in the Brazilian bubble and yeah. now you will miss you him. see the glory. Right up there. Um yeah, CBS is was saying like enough of the Jimmy disrespect, no more sleeping on him as a superstar. Um then you've got, you know, like Embiid and Harden 
Two guys who were ranked very high as teammates in these rankings. Brown Brown was above Levine and both and right. DeRozan. So, um, so Anthony was Davis, who was 20 on ESPN's list, 16 on CBS's, obviously being his uh, his running mate with LeBron. LeBron came in at number seven for CBS, uh, and he will obviously be somewhere in the top ten for ESPN. Um, so, like, we just rattle off a few who are higher than DeMar and Zach somewhere in the, you know, high 20s early 30s as a duo anybody else that you think will like without question is a higher ranked duo that you agree with if you're thinking about like now the the donovan mitchell and and mobley uh or or i guess with garland that's more yeah, of a was, trio that was one even. that i was gonna say booker and paul maybe too booker and paul um i think yeah it's just interesting to look at it from the perspective of like other teams in the east like i'm not sure what to do with Kyrie and kd I don't think anybody on the Knicks. I mean, I think both Zach and Damar are better than Jalen Brown. Obviously, Tatum is like on another level from both of those guys. Um, Sixers have Harden and Embiid. Raptors don't really have two like heavy, heavy hitters, but I really like their their full starting five and their versatility. Um, yeah, I'm not sure how they compare to Garland and Mitchell or Murray and Trey Young. Um, it's it's definitely interesting. I think a lot of it just comes down to like. What percent of 2021-22 DeMar DeRozan is 2022-23 DeMar DeRozan? Yeah. Uh, uh, who is that in the comments saying that uh, Anthony Davis? Yeah, Old Buckness. Anthony Davis is ranking, so somewhere between 16 and 20. Also, the number of games he will likely play this season. That That's a huge one. Anthony Davis, when healthy, top 10 player in the NBA. Yeah unquestionably there are so many top 10 players in the nba it's crazy there's so many more there's than like, 10 there's like 40 of them and i think that's why you see some of these guys drop there's just so many good players in the league right now right uh holding that bag recording saying like are there really that many good players that vooch is ranked that low I, I mean okay so vooch is interesting and let's talk about him for a second he came in at 90 on cbs's list and 57 on espn's a gap of 33 spots? How do you explain that? I think the truth is somewhere in the middle. Um, I don't think he's 90. I also don't know if he's like a top 60 or top 50 player either. Um, it'll depend a lot on like what, how, how his shooting percentages shake out this past year. But like if the trajectory is down the way it has been the last couple of years, I mean, since his, since his last All-Star season when the Bulls got him, Basically, when he came over to the Bulls, it was a slide down from where he was with the Magic. And then last year, obviously, even more so than that. So if the trajectory continues, yeah, I think he, he does end up closer to 90. But um, right now, I don't, I don't think you could pencil him in, you know, behind some of these other guys. I, I like, mean, so, like, when you look at it, CBS having him at 90, Vooch, that is. 89, Nicholas Batum, come on. Herb Jones, 88. Look, I know Herb Jones is coming off a really fun, impressive season for New Orleans, but really? Seth Curry, I get because of his lethal shooting and the name, and, you know, people love Seth Curry. I get it. But he, he also does one thing. Like He does one thing. If we're talking, I just, I don't Lou know Dort, how really. Brooke Lopez? Dylan Brooks? Brooke Lopez ate Vooch's lunch, like, for six games, okay, including the final one of the that, season. That's a fair counterpoint. Uh, Kuzma. Yeah, I mean, it's... it's Harrison Barnes! I think uh, Tobias Harris is an interesting one compared to Vooch. I feel like they kind of have similar narratives about them. Harris is ranked 69 on uh, on CBS. Let's see if I can find him on ESPN here. But that's an interesting one where they've kind of become sort of like fallen down the tier list of their own team and their contract situations are a little bit of a concern maybe in terms of moving those guys so that, that's kind of an interesting one uh laura taking issue with the fact that io doesn't appear on either of these top 100 lists saying why people who have never touched an nba floor rank above him i assume you're referring to some of the incoming rookie class who just squeaked into these top 100s whether I, it be keegan or, or paolo i was a second round pick i love io as much as the next guy he averaged like eight points per game last year and had a 14 usage i mean like, what are you realistically expecting right. from him? I think, I think he gets a lot better. 
But these are projections. Yeah, and maybe maybe he is like around 100. But again, there's just so many good players. What he would have to do to get into that that sort of level is, you know, it's a huge jump. Yeah. Uh, Adam saying Tim Bonteb said Wendell was better than Vooch on the Hoop Collective last week. Uh, so where was Wendell on that list? I heard that episode also and rolled my eyes out of my head. But that was just Tim Bontemps trying to back his own take from like back when the Bulls made that trade and then coming into last season saying that the Bulls were going to suck because of that trade. Uh, pay pay Tim, Tim Bontemps no mind. Like I, I'm a regular listener to the Hoop Collective because I listen to and read everything about this league. So I always know what's going on. But Tim Bontemps, shh. <laughs> Got to get him come on the pod and defend himself one day. Do we? <laughs> it would be interesting. Good sure. content. You you reach out to him. See if he wants to see if he wants to join us here. <laughs> uh, all right. So interesting rankings. Always interesting to talk about. The Bulls were well represented in volume of players here on these rankings, but nor Zach nor Demar could crack that top twenty five on either list. So close, but not quite. When you're talking about the Bulls, maybe having one of the highest ranking duos of NBA players for this upcoming season. Uh, coming up next, trade hypotheticals from the folks at BR. They never stop, and they have two fresh Bulls ones for us to talk about. That's coming up next, but first, today's episode brought to you by our friends at FOCO. That's F-O-C-O, FOCO.com. Chicago, you've already got the best coverage for your favorite team, so get fitted out in the best sports gear around. FOCO has you covered from Soldier Field to the Madhouse, from the north side to the south side. With hoodies, slippers, signs, bobbleheads. Jake, you owe us a broken, joking bobblehead. And everything in between. Get decked out like Damar with apparel from the leader in sports merch and collectibles. Foco, looking for the perfect gift for the football fan in your life? Foco's got you covered with hoodies to fight that Lake Michigan breeze. I haven't checked the uh, forecast for this Sunday when our tailgate's going to be. But if it is a little on the chilly side, get yourself a Foco Bears hoodie. And be nice and cozy for our tailgate. Check out the FOCO.com uh, website or click the link in the description below. For all non-presale items, use that promo code CHGO for 10% off your order. That's 10% off at FOCO.com with promo code CHGO. You stole my transition into my ad read, which is about our CHGO Bears tailgate. Oh, what do you know? So I, didn't, just, I didn't steal it. I teed it up for you. You teed it up for me. So I'm just going to get into it here. <laughs> we are doing our very first tailgate this Sunday prior to Bears-Texans. We will both be there. We're hanging out. Big Dave will be there. Joey will be there. They're hanging out. First tailgate, hopefully of many, this Sunday, September 25th. It is going to be a four-hour event from 8 a.m. to noon. That's 8 a.m. all the way to kickoff. And we're going to be having drinks and food um, it's an all-inclusive mm -hmm. tailgate experience at the corner of Michigan and Roosevelt. And we will have a top-rated food truck. I'm not sure from where. Uh, it's a surprise. Maybe it's a surprise. Still top a surprise. Top-rated top food truck. Top-rated, though. Brews and booze. Games, probably bags. Not oh, cornhole. Bags, for sure. Our custom-made. Yeah, and music's from a local DJ. Trey Tunes. $34. And the lot is less than 15 minutes away from Soldier Field, so you can walk there through Grant Park. Limited parking upgrades are available, but they're going fast. So if you want to bear down with us, the biggest and best party in the Windy City, go to allchgo.com to reserve your spot now or click the link in the description below. I'm so excited. I'm very excited. I, I can't wait. I'm I, kind of using this as my welcome back to the States party. I think I'm going to like... Should we make, should we make a, a welcome back goat banner to yeah, hang at the I tailgate? Think so. I think so. Joey... Can you get on well, that? Am for I me? supposed to do make a graphic for you or make a graphic for <laughs> me? But, but a real life one? Like we're a, taking over the tailgate, and so it's gonna be the are. welcome back to the US will. Um, right. It just happens tailgate. to be for the Bears. Sunday you know. forecast right now, calling for a high of 69, low of 54. Nice. Partly sunny. So get yourself a Bears sweater. On oh my gosh. Coco. That is perfect Chicago fall weather. Perfect tailgate weather. We'll see you there. Can't wait. Uh you know who's probably not coming to that tailgate? Kevin Durant. Yeah, probably I'm just going to guess Kevin Durant's not going to be there. Something tells me DeAndre Aiden won't be there either. He probably won't be. 
I think, like, if pressed, I'd say that it's more likely that Aiton would show up because he might just be like, yeah, sure, I'll go. He might just be in Chicago. Yeah, sure. You know, <laughs> I feel like KD's probably got more, uh, let's see, off-the-court responsibilities on a on an hour-to-hour basis that he's got to be fulfilling. I have no idea what KD is up to. <laughs> uh, I don't even think KD knows what KD is up to yeah, right now. Be the case. Still in Brooklyn. Um, but maybe not forever. Because even though... We got that news after the trade demand. The KD and the Bull and the Nets front office sat down, worked things out. They're not moving forward with the trade. He's going to play for the Nets, at least out of the gate this season. People are still talking about Kevin Durant trades. So, let's talk about it. Bleacher Report recently dropped a trade hypotheticals. Big trades in the NBA that we could see this season. Uh, and the Bulls appeared in two of them. And let's start with that one that Joey just put up on our screen. Kevin Durant and Kessler Edwards going to the Bulls and the Bulls sending back to Brooklyn, DeMar DeRozan, Patrick Williams, Kobe White, the 23 lottery-protected pick that they have coming to them via Portland, and then unprotected picks in 27 and 29. Do you like this trade for the Bulls, Will? Um, I feel very torn about it. On the one hand, like, we have been racking our brains to try to figure out like how to get the bulls out of the middle, right? They are the six seed last year, probably going to finish in the play in area this year. Like how do they get out of there? They're out future draft picks. They don't really have any way of interning of growing or developing internally outside of Patrick. So, but like, is the clock running out on that? Like is DeMar's window going to be open long enough for Patrick to really develop into the player that, we all want him to become such that the Bulls can actually compete right now. So I think a trade for Kevin Durant makes a lot of sense if you are trying to like really compete now. I mean, you'd have Lonzo, assuming he gets healthy. You keep Io in this situation, which is really nice. You you do maintain some of that, you know, younger talent. Um, obviously, Zach, Vooch is still there. You, you do thin out. I actually like Kessler Edwards. I mean, he's not like just a toss in. He could be yeah, a wing shooter. Sol- I mean, solid that's, player. That's a nice player. Um I don't know if I'm ready to like make this kind of swing and it doesn't really seem like the bulls are either, but um, just like getting rid of the 27 and 29 draft picks for a team that's going to be really old is a little scary, but I mean, you've got Kevin Durant, Zach Levine, Vooch, Lonzo Caruso. That's like a, a championship caliber team. So if you, it's a situation where like the Raptors, when they traded for Kawhi, if you win, it's worth it. Right. And they did, but I don't know. I mean, it's it's a huge question. And it's like, obviously, it's self-explanatory why the Bulls might be interested in this because Kevin Durant is Kevin Durant. Because Kevin Durant. And still will be for at least a handful of years, we all believe. Um, in case you didn't see this from Bleacher Report, they explained it from both sides. Here's the Brooklyn side of why they think the Nets might like this deal, saying Brooklyn probably doesn't want to tank because they have so many outgoing picks from the Harden trade that they still owe. So if they were to trade Kevin Durant, they would probably prioritize win-now talent or be competitive-now talent as opposed to the Danny Ainge, give me all of the millions of picks times 10. Um, So they highlight that. uh, And then also saying Williams, 21, has elite defensive upside and made 41% of his career three-pointers thus far. And Kobe White gives them some point guard insurance if the team looks to move on from wackadoodle Kyrie Irving. I I think all of those reasons for the Nets being at least interested in this hypothetical trade make sense to me. Yeah, I mean, they seem to have come to an agreement with Kevin Durant. And, like, if you've got him and he's on board, why would you trade him? That's kind of where I am with the situation. Right. But, I mean, it's so volatile that at any point it could trade – or it could change what happens with Kyrie. I mean, that could that could affect what happens with uh, with KD as well. So. Right. And is he getting help from Ben Simmons at any point, and and how much help? It'll be interesting to see, like somewhere between twenty and thirty games into the season, what the Nets' record is, where they sit in the East, and and what Kevin Durant is thinking and feeling. I think it's also uh, interesting to think about it from this perspective, which is like, can the Bulls trade Demar? <sighs> like he basically revamped the Chicago Bulls organization and culture from an on-court perspective. And we've talked a lot about his leadership and mentorship of some of the younger players. You could probably, you probably don't get as much back for him as he is worth for your team now. Right. Obviously like KD 
is KD, and that's a different story. But like, barring Kevin Durant coming in, I just I don't know what you, you do. You just mentioned the Kawhi trade. That was Demar getting traded from Toronto, where he had spent like the first what eight years of his yeah, career. He exactly. meant so much there. Like, so so I, it, I think that tells you the Bulls would probably do it if it was on the table. Just in terms of like the sentimental part of it. Yeah. 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 And I, like, it, I, obviously, after just a season or a season and change here in Chicago for DeMar, it wouldn't be as soul crushing as the Toronto to San Antonio trade was for him. But the Bulls with DeMar coming in and making this team a winning team again last season, first playoff appearance in five years, and the way that DeMar is so well respected across the league, like, the Bulls earned back a lot of cred yeah. with, because DeMar DeRozan. Would they risk losing any of that if they then turn around and traded him one season after he came in and gave them an all-NBA season? Because the Bulls in years past and regimes past did not look too good and did not come out looking too good in other trades that were made. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's a little different because it's Kevin Durant. Like, this is not the Jimmy Butler trade where you're clearly giving up the best player, right? You're right. getting the best player in this scenario. So I don't think anybody would fault you for trading for Kevin Durant. Uh, maybe it, it's a situation like when the Wolves traded for Gobert where, yeah, it made sense for them to go all in, but, like, did they overpay in terms of draft capital? Maybe. I don't think that the, the Nets are really looking for that kind of draft compensation. They want to be good now. But it is it would, it would be hard for me to, like, criticize a team that's getting Kevin Durant. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you on that. So I, I think that could be a starting point, a jumping off point as far as the pieces involved in that trade. I feel like I don't know if it's quite enough from the Bulls' perspective, as ridiculous as that sounds, because you're sending them a current All-NBA player, two young prospects, and three picks. Yeah, I mean, I don't, think, I, would, I don't even think it would be on the table without Io. Um, but at a certain point, like, you're just giving up too many of your players to where you're not going to be competitive even if you do make the trade for Kevin Durant. Right. So, and that's, that's the whole conundrum of, like, the Nets can't really trade him because there's no reasonable return that they could get where the other team still ha it makes sense for them to trade for him. Right. Uh, okay, so now let's quickly shift over and look at the other hypothetical that BR threw out there involving the Bulls, and this one's Bulls-Suns. The Bulls get DeAndre Ayton, fresh off of signing that contract that he signed first with the Pacers and then was matched by Phoenix this offseason. The Bulls send Phoenix, Vooch, Kobe, and the Blazers' protected pick. Uh, my initial reaction, uh, or, or what I saw from people on Twitter uh, who were looking, about, looking at this this morning, was uh, the Bulls say yes to that and run away. Yeah, I think so. I mean, basically, Kobe is going to be... Uh, his contract is up. They're going to have to extend him after this year. Vooch is an unrestricted free agent. They'll either have to extend him or trade him or let him walk. Um, and then this protected pick from Portland, I mean, it may never convey. They, they are trying to make the playoffs, but as we t just said, like, the West is really stacked too. So that's that could be, like, basically just absorbing him into cap space. Um, I don't know if the Bulls are interested in uh, Aiton for $31 million a year. I'm not sure I'm sold on Aiden as a player, but I mean, just from like a value standpoint of getting younger, getting more athletic, yeah, getting ooh, uh, ooh. careful, getting, getting about more upside. Putting those words together, <laughs> Will. You get more upside. You get a, a wider timeline. Um, I think that's kind of a kind of a no-brainer. Uh, Bleacher Report explained it from Phoenix's side thusly: getting a two-time All-Star to replace Aiden at center. Uh, who is not as good as Aiden defensively, but the superior passer and floor spacer to work with CP3 and Booker. Um, White being an upgrade over our old friend campaign, backing up Chris Paul. Is that true? Right. I don't... Why, why would the Suns do this exactly? I don't even understand. Like, yeah, he stretches the floor. They don't even shoot that many threes, though. Kobe White, like, that was my thought, too. Is wow. he an upgrade? Is, like, that, is that such a dark but also maybe possibly true thought? Cameron to question Payne. whether or not Kobe White is better than Cameron freaking Payne? He's okay, probably but, better, but it's it's very marginal. I don't think it is. I don't think it is. Cameron see, Payne, I don't think it's crazy that you had that reaction. Cameron Payne is good. He's figured it out. And Kobe could figure it out. He may not. But, like, do I... Do I want Landry Shaman, if I'm the Suns especially, like where I'm a team that's trying to compete now, do I want Landry Shaman and Cameron Payne 
over Kobe? Probably. Now, Kobe's obviously got the relationship with Chris Paul, college teammates with Cameron Johnson. Maybe there's like some relationship type of situation where that makes sense for them. Um, and I do think Kobe, there's more to be extracted from Kobe as a prospect. I'm not sure it happens with the Bulls. Maybe the Suns are a little bit better at developing him, but uh, I don't really see why they would do that unless they're just desperate to get rid of Aiton and nobody else is biting. Um, obviously, like the, the Pacers gave him an offer sheet, which the Suns uh, quickly matched. So Aiton can't be traded until the deadline. He cannot be traded to the Pacers until the end of the season. I'm not really sure why the Suns would want to do this other than just get Aiton out of town. I think, yeah, if they took a step back and they weren't as competitive and they said, well, we'll swap the Aiton asset for Vooch's expiring contract so that we could sort of hit or a soft reset on the next year. And it, you know, Chris Paul's contract's coming up soon. I just, that's, I'm not sure that they love that they were kind of backed into the corner and now they're stuck with this. Not, they might view it as we're stuck with this long-term right. eight and asset, $30 million a year. And if that wasn't their guy, they're maybe it's just like, you know. Maybe they we'll get, get Vooch for $15 million a year on an extension and they get a starting right. center for half the money. Maybe that's interesting to them. Vooch is expiring and descending. What I think he, this year he's around 18. Right. Um, so he, there I mean, is he's, that. He's not going to extend for the same amount of money. That no, absolutely on. So not. If, maybe if he get a sticks cheaper. around in Chicago, they're going to sign him to a modest extension. That's less than that 18. They're also just, I mean, in such flux right now with the whole Robert Sarver situation, obviously he was suspended for the year and is now selling the team. Get so that who dude knows out. what's going to happen with them as a man of faith. I pride myself on as Here are all the reasons I'm a piece of shit. Deep drive Bye. to left. <laughs> Enjoy selling that team and making a ridiculous profit for hundreds of millions of dollars. I saw yesterday, too, off the Sarver situation, which, well said, Peck. Um, they're aggressively trying to move Jay Crowder before the season started, so it just makes me wonder altogether, like, what is their angle, sort of? And I do think that they're in a little bit of a weird position, yeah. especially for a team that people were penciling in, except for Peck on the show, to go to the finals. Like, People were think that they were going to walk through the West, and it just it, things have changed for them really and fast. And the big thing with them is that they've been unwilling to spend. I mean, this new owner could come in and say, "I want to be Steve Ballmer and just go yeah. unlimited uh, spending on this team." He could come into the Suns like uh, Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney came into Wrexham FC. <laughs> just start throwing money at it, see what happens. Adam Silver just uh, issued a statement just now, actually saying. I fully support the decision by Robert Sarver to sell the Phoenix Suns and Mercury. This is the right next step for the organization and community. So, I mean, I think... That's the most kind PC Adam Silver way of saying... The whole thing Don't was, let the door hit you on the way out. Yeah, the whole thing was, uh, you know... Oh, uh, Lonzo Ball news also just broke. Oh, um, what? I just saw from Cody Westerland. Uh, Bulls guard Lonzo Ball will undergo arthro arthroscopic debridement of his left knee on September 28th and be reevaluated in four to six weeks. What? Uh, yep. Okay. I just saw it as well. Undergo an arthroscopic debridement of his left knee on Wednesday, September 28th in Los Angeles, then reevaluated in four to six weeks. What is an arthroscopic debridement? It is a surgical procedure that removes the broken down bits of cartilage and tissues to help reduce pain and improve mobility. Uh, old Buckness, yeah, saying that means a cleanup of loose bodies in the knee joint. <laughs> Laura saying, I give up. Daddy Fish saying, dude, he's done. God, wow. Well... This is such a fun episode, an enjoyable episode, and what a dud of an ending. Man. Yeah. Wow. I need a, I need a second to... Will's got to go deal with that, uh, so I will wrap this up for us. Um, those were some fun trade talks we just talked about, but now, obviously, this is brutal. Uh, Daddy Fish saying, why didn't he do this eight months ago? I we, we thought that the season-ending surgery he was going to have was going to fix this. I'm actually optimistic about this. I am happy that we got a concrete update and a new timeline. It, Basically, it, it, we as, had been out indefinitely since At least January. it's that. Uh, but Colin is laughing at four to six weeks in the comments because what, what did we have to deal with continuously from January to April last season when we saw our team slipping in the Eastern Conference playoff race 
and losing game after game after game. Ah, he'll be back in four to six weeks. Ah, he'll be back in six to eight weeks. He'll be back in blank weeks to blank weeks. And it just never really happened. Um, God, that is crushing. But take, take Will's side and be optimistic and see it as good news that we have a timeline instead of just repeatedly asking into the dark night sky, WTF is up with Lonzo Ball. Cross your fingers, I guess, everybody. That's it. We're out of time. I'm sure we'll probably touch on this some more on tomorrow's fresh episode. Right, Lawrence? Yeah. Lawrence is hyped for it. Uh, thanks, as always, to our pal and our producer, Joey, for rocking with us today. Uh, that's Will. He's on Twitter at Won't Gottlieb. I am Bulls underscore Peck. Um, we are CHO underscore Bulls. And one more reminder, like and retweet the tweet that uh, our social media uh, hero Casey put out at the start of today's show. If you want two free tickets to Bulls Nuggets preseason action Friday, October 7th. We'll be back tomorrow with a fresh episode. Until then, Bulls Nation, appreciate you. Love ya. See you, Be Good.